0: Full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Merrill for the lead. He's got
0: it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selves. I'd hate
2: to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manager a team. Y'all getting
3: paid millions. To act
0: like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson. A.J. Knight sitting in for A.J. RJ Salveson. A.J.'s out calling some baseball right now. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, he's calling a game for Uinta at Ridgeline in the 4A... Baseball playoffs, which are getting underway all over the all over the state right now, on these uh, super league games. But uh, he's not calling it for the River Hawks. He's calling it for the the folks out in Vernal. Trader. I know.
3: That's got to be his dream, right? Nobody's going to interrupt them baseball. If there's anything you know about baseball play by play, they got a lot, lot of time. I know. I was
2: talking to him earlier, and he's, "How are you going to do that? You're going to have somebody with you? No. What are you going to talk about? I don't know." He was really quite nervous, to be honest. <laughs> so uh, there will be a game. Well, this game going on right now, and then they have a game tomorrow at 11 a.m. And depending on today's and tomorrow's outcome, a game, a third game, if necessary, will be tomorrow afternoon. Don't know exactly when it'll be. I'm I'm told 30 minutes after the first game concludes. So, Ajay should be back here for tomorrow's show, but we don't know. Not not too sure.
3: He has a voice after that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, you're cooking up
2: some interesting stories to tell or what? Yeah,
3: I'd be curious, actually. Yeah,
2: uh, I guess he got on the phone with Steve Klauke and uh, was talking to him for quite a while. So, good for him. Good for him. So, no Ajay here today. Uh, doesn't mean we don't have a lot of things to get through and discuss. Uh, Utah Jazz, did they lay an egg? Did they lose an opportunity, miss an opportunity, I should say, uh, against Portland last night in the NBA? Phoenix plays Portland tonight. Um, we'll look at the updated NBA standings. Uh, we're just a few games, a few days away from the end of the regular season, but there still could be some interesting movements still throughout both the East and the West, which... Why I think this uh, play-in tournament is uh, interesting. Um, Then, uh, speaking of basketball and and tournaments, the WNBA is going to be doing an in-season tournament starting this year. Uh, The NBA had played with this proposal. It had been tossed around. Others had uh, discussed it as a possibility in the bubble last year. But uh, the WNBA is going to run with it this year. So we'll give you the details on that, if it makes sense, and if it should be adopted in the NBA, or if that's just something unique that the WNBA can own and make theirs and uh, let them play with it, uh, or if it will not even last in their league either. Uh, The NFL releasing their schedule, full schedule, last night. Uh, We had a few things that we saw as we went on the air last night, uh, yesterday afternoon, but more details are available now, and so uh, we're having a chance to look through that and see some of the key matchups, revenge games, uh, big uh, 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 featured national broadcasts. And so we want to get through that. And if you've seen the, the schedules that have been released in the NFL, what games are you most looking forward to? Which games will be the most worth tuning into? Um, I know there's some people that, uh, you know, they, they buy their tickets. They're not in those communities. They make it a destination to go fly into those cities to watch that game and everything else that's surrounding it. And that's going to be another part of the discussion today is that, will the NFL be full attendance? Major League Baseball in a lot of places looks like it's going to be full attendance by July in a lot of these places. But will the fans come back? So, anyway, there's a couple different things we want to get through today here on the Full Court Press. Um. First, AJ, let's let's lead off with this jazz game last night. Oh boy, (laughs) jazz and the Portland Trailblazers. Jazz lose one hundred five to ninety eight. And really, for me, what what really told the game for me was that stretch in the fourth quarter. Jazz were doing well defensively. They kept limiting Portland from scoring. But they had so many empty possessions themselves. They yep. just could not find offense.
3: Yep. I mean, that's what it was for me. I think, I don't know if we're walking the same stretch, but I was really paying attention. It was probably about five, five six minutes left. They're down. I think it was like 11 or 13 at that point. And they got a they got a bucket, and then they got a stop, and then clank, stop, clank, stop. And they just couldn't put one down. And they got good looks. Uh, there's several wide open three pointers that uh, a few of the Jazz players got, and they just weren't even. They weren't even close. They hit the rim, but they just were like, nah, you weren't even like, ah, uh. no, nope, that was not it. It's just, ugh, it was ugly. It was a very cold stretch when they had a chance to really, I think, make that thing interesting, get it down to, you know, half a dozen points, maybe five with uh, two or three minutes left really make it interesting. And they just could not buy a bucket.
2: Jazz, uh, the trail 90 to 81 with 816 left in the fourth quarter. The Jazz do not get another bucket, they don't get any more points. Until three fifty-four, they go almost five full minutes in the fourth quarter. Ridiculous! In a close game, and you can't score a
3: bucket. That's funny. My my girlfriend last night was asking me. She's she's like, so she says, if the Jazz don't win a championship this year, what do they need to win a championship for next season? And I very quickly was like, "Uh, Donovan Mitchell become a superstar. (laughs) And she goes, well, well, how does he become one? And that was such an interesting question to me because I was like. I was like, or she, well, she's like, he's not. I was like, no, I think most people would accept that he's a star at this point, but probably not superstar. And she goes, how does he become one? I said, you know, it's really interesting. because I, I don't know how you designate a superstar. I said, the only thing I could think of, is he's really got to just put the jazz on his back at some point and carry them somewhere where nobody expects them to. I, and so it was just really interesting. I said, other than that, I don't know, another bench piece. is probably a decent answer, but really that's what the jazz, I think, are waiting for because I was looking at the standings, and I know we're going to get into this, but the bracket's still... It's still set up really nice for the Jazz, because the three teams I think everybody wants them to miss are the Clippers, the Suns, and the Lakers, right? They're all on the same side of the bracket.
2: Right, and I think that uh, maybe one thing that we're overlooking here is do the Jazz really want the number one spot? Ooh.
3: Well, I mean, if the Clippers and the the Lakers are on the other side, (laughs) I mean,
2: uh. Yeah, That's that's true. I mean, if... um, Because... Portland has moved up to the five spot now with that win. Right, uh, They're technically tied with Dallas, but they hold the tiebreaker. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers are in the seven spot. They're a full game behind, but they need Portland and Dallas to lose multiple times and them to not lose to get out of that because both teams hold their tiebreakers over the Lakers. But um, Because right now, they, if the Jazz, really, they, they want to be the number one seed because they would likely face Golden State. Yeah. I would rather face Golden State in the first round than the Lakers.
3: Yes. Yes. I completely agree. I think that Curry's carried, uh, the Warriors were floating in that what, 10-11 spot for a while and he's now got them into the eighth. They're still going to be in the play-in game. But I think the analysis I heard the other day, I can't remember who it was, said it well, was Curry and the the Warriors for one game? Who knows? All bets are off. Curry and the Warriors for a series? You can get them. There's a reason they're the 10th seed right now.
2: Right. And look, and that's part of the reason why I'm not Overreacting to that loss last night against the Trailblazers because we we talked about this going into the game. It was a sim, somewhat of a similar situation when the Jazz played the Phoenix Suns when they played the Golden State Warriors. You're going up against dynamic guards and you don't have your your two dynamic guards available. Yep. Yes, two two All Stars for the Jazz were out, and so just matchups. It was a problem for the Jazz to hang with, with Portland. I thought defensively they did a pretty good job, and but the other, they just couldn't shoot outside shots either. The Outside, the three-point shoot, shooting for Utah just would not go in.
3: Oh, no, it was, a, it was an atrocious they had looks. shooting looks. Yeah, they had great looks, especially late. And, I mean, yeah, to, to your point, 105 is pretty respectable with now those NBA scores. I mean, you watch those Nets games, and I know they can't play defense, but they're like in the 120s and 130s. So, yeah, I think the defensive effort was – was definitely something you can hang your hat on, and I agree with the guards. My question for you, would, would would it concern you? Because I think, it wasn't the last time I was in here, but I think the time before that we were talking about, uh, there was an issue, I think it was the Phoenix game, actually, the balance between when does Mitchell have to go and be like, all right, I'm the star, I'm going to go, and then find working in the rest of his teammates. Are you concerned with Conley being out, what is it, was it 14, 11 games now, and Mitchell's missed a bunch, that they're going to have issues... Trying to work that balance back in because they're basically going to come back for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think that is a, that was a bit of a surprise when the Jazz announced yesterday, was it that look Mitchell's going to be out for the rest of the regular season? Right. We're not even going to try to bring him back. Um, Connolly, we still don't know. Um, that seems to be a day-to-day kind of a thing with what they're going to do with him. But I was, i my thought was let's get the band back together for at least one game yeah. to work out some okay, remember, this is your role. We haven't played together in a month with this guy, so let's remember what it's like to play with, with these guys who handle the ball and distribute and play defense and know where you're supposed to be on the floor. But on the other hand, the Jazz do have that full week of practice between the end of the regular season and when the playoffs begin. That's fair. So they're going to have time, it's, and it's not like this is a, a new team here. This is Everybody's the same this year as they were last year pretty much.
3: No, that's that's a fair point. Uh do you think it's I mean, not that it's not so okay, let me rephrase it. I was gonna say, do you think it's an advantage, but obviously it is. I think another thing, argument for the one seed, if you think about it, so not that it's a huge deal, but so Phoenix is if they stay the two seed, they will get the winner of the opening play in game, right? So they only have to play one game. Winner of eight, uh, seven, eight, seven, done. Jazz will obviously get the loser, so they gotta play two games and they gotta travel. Is it a is it a decent advantage or kind of overblown?
2: I think it's a good advantage. That's one of the things why I like the play in tournament. It gives, it does reward the number one and the number two seeds because yes. you have to play a team that's had to go through a little bit more to, before you get to them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and uh, I think that it's created uh, a, a race in the uh, uh, regular season, near the end of the regular season. Teams are still vying for position to try to get out of the play in tournament. Because, like, when, I mean, at this point of the season, would the Trailblazers and Mavericks really care if they're the 5th or 6th or 7th seeds?
3: Eh. Normally, they're no. Matchups, yeah. Right.
2: But they're like really trying. Like, we have to be 6 or higher. Yeah. We don't want to be down there.
3: Okay, so then I guess my follow-up question is, I, I feel like I know the answer of who's the playing in right now, the playing game's is the one you absolutely don't want to see. But at the Lakers, Warriors, Grizzlies, and Spurs, who's the team you want to see if you're the Jazz?
2: Uh, if if any of those four, I'd I'd pick San Antonio.
3: Yeah, I think I would, too. Uh,
2: I, I think that the Spurs, matchup-wise, the Jazz would play well against them. Uh, Memphis, John Morant's a great player. Yeah. And Jonas Valanciunas, uh, that, that's a team that can give you some matchup trouble. I think the Jazz would still be okay. Um, Golden State with Steph Curry, and they're cooking right now. They're playing some really good basketball. I don't know the lakers look they're very mediocre right now they're they're 5 and 5 in their last 10 games yeah but they're not healthy either
3: yeah i think you i think you cheer for them to win the play in game and then let the suns deal with that the suns knock them out great great that's wonderful otherwise just let them run through that side but i'm with you i think it'd be the spurs um I think the Jazz, obviously, as the eight seed, out, I have no problem. I, I, I got to be honest. We talked about this. I think the last time I'm in here, I'm still impressed that the Nuggets really treaded water without Murray. That really surprised me. I thought they, not they were going to plummet like the Lakers have, but I thought they were going to fall out of the top four.
2: Right. I, I, same way, I thought that they would uh, um, probably be in that lower tier, not a home court yeah. first round team. Yes. Yes. But the fact that they've been able to hold on to that and to and, uh, and keep that. And even give the Clippers a little bit of a run for who the number three team's going to be.
3: I mean, they're still in it with two games. Well, they got three left. They both have three left. Clippers and I got still have three left. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Only separated by one game.
3: Yeah. I mean, really. So I know you guys ask this question a lot. Is it a disappointment based on how this is? I guess even if the if you get the Lakers in the after the playing game, I guess we'll see what our reevaluate our expectations. But based on the way the bracket's set up and hoping that Conley and obviously Mitchell come back healthy. The Jazz ought to get it to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, the bracket's playing out exactly how you'd hope it would.
2: Well, that would be the hope, right? Yeah, I think that um, the, the, the Jazz will have the favorable matchups if they can retain that number 1 spot. Yeah. Uh, just you look at it, and it, it is the, the better options. I mean, yeah, you, you might have Denver or, or Portland in Round 2. That's not necessarily an easy draw. No. But considering the way things are now with both of those teams and with a healthy jazz roster i'd still take the jazz jazz and 6 easy
3: i i i think i'm with you i i like i said if you look at the everyone's clamoring you didn't want to see the you wanted to hold off seeing the lakers and clippers as long as possible they're on the same side of the bracket right now uh playing games going to affect that obviously with the 7 and 8 being folded into it but yeah, they ought to get to the Western Conference finals. And I'm not saying they had a breeze through the first two rounds. Like you said, the Nuggets, Portland, uh, potential second round matchups. Are, are, they're solid teams, but they ought to get there without having to go through the Lakers and Clippers. I mean, if the Suns, say the Suns, get to the Clippers, i take taken the Clippers. It's not, I don't think it's seven for me, but I mean, Chris Paul's got to factor into something there to make that series interesting.
2: In oh, way. that'll be a juicy matchup. Yeah. Now, the NBA should want that matchup. Yes. They should want Phoenix. Chris Paul versus his old team, the L.A. Clippers.
3: Yes. Yes, they should.
2: They really should. They should. So make that happen, you know. See what happens tonight. I want to get your reactions to what happened last night for the Utah Jazz. 435-339-0321 to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, Guild Mortgage, they got hundreds of different loan products for a wide variety of different borrowers, including first-time homebuyers, military families, rural residents. Gold Mortgage also offers many state, county, and city housing programs to provide down payment assistance. All kinds of great stuff there. So at Guild, they work hard to deliver what matters most to you and to find the loan that fits your life. You can give them a call at 435 294 2480 for Guild Mortgage. Um, and this, look, this that game last night for the Jazz, Damian Lillard and. T.J. McCollum, those are a tough cover when you don't have Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly. They had uh, – Lillard had 30 points. McCollum had 26.
3: I mean, they, they're special players. I mean, honestly, holding them to 56 combined is still probably kind of a dub, to be honest. But <laughs> Yeah, well, because the other thing is, too, one of the things – I've, I've said this because I know it's what the Cavs said they would do against Curry, and so it's something, after I heard it there, I adopted it. An easy way to slow them on down on offense also is make them play defense. No offense to the jazz backup players, but it's going to be different playing the second string point guard and shooting guard when instead of Mitchell and Conley, especially Mitchell, obviously.
2: Well, it just you could tell in those stretches where we talked about in the fourth quarter that just they struggled to know how to get the the offensive action going. Yeah, and when there's some nice players that have been filling in, and Trent Forrest is is coming along. He really needs to work on his outside shooting. Someone needs to work on his shooting form, period. But it's that's a tough, tough cover. Yeah. When you Joe Ingalls, he's gonna ask him to keep up with CJ McCollum.
3: It's tough. Yeah, I mean, tough. that's that's one of the downsides, that's one of the downsides too. Those injuries is uh, you know, one of the things I know coaches defensively like to do against uh, star players, especially you like to be able to rotate, give them some different looks. Ingalls a little bit bigger, Mitchell's a little bit faster. And that's kind of one of the things I think that limits uh, the dif- defensive options, too. But, again, holding Portland, I think, to 105 is a win. That is a solid score, I think, to hold a team to. Maybe not. You wouldn't be like, that's your best defensive performance. But without two stars, I think it's very good performance. You just gonna hit a bucket.
2: Right. That's just it. So, has team, have teams kind of figured out the jazz on what they really can and can't do? Now that Donovan Mike, there's enough tape they know how to defend Utah or how to attack Utah now that Donovan and, and Connolly aren't there? So should that give us yeah. concern about the last two games?
3: Uh, I think a little bit. Uh, I think I would say a small amount, but the biggest thing is they just didn't shoot well. I mean, that's what concerns me is because after, especially all the matchups the Jazz have had against the Rockets, right? And the Rockets have been the same thing. Oh, hard and tired out. They couldn't shoot the lights out like they normally do. They lost. And I think it's kind of been a universal thing. I know there's been you know uh, issues past seasons and this season, you know, the Jazz against some of the top teams, and they played well against a lot of them, but those are the teams they seem to lose against. But, I mean, they just did not shoot well. And and some nights it's just not your night, and I think that's obviously going to magnify not having Mitchell, who has such an ability to get to the hole and force the issue, to kind of make up for some of that and maybe try and get some offense going in a different way. But I I would, at this point, would say defensively played well. I think they just had a bad shooting.
2: night. And they were 12 of 40 from three, and... A couple of those came in garbage time from the fourth string guys. Yeah. So for the vast majority of the game, they were just not hitting at
4: all.
3: And you said just earlier. It's not normal. It's not, they, it wasn't like they didn't get good looks either, especially in that fourth period. They had great looks. There were some really good looks. They, they didn't go down.
2: Uh, coming in on the Guild Mortgage text line, this is from 2417. Was it lax or fatigue? Because we have seen Dame drop 40-plus on us before. Uh. I, Fatigue might be part of it. I mean, that's why that was such an important game, I think, for the Jazz to win, because it makes it really hard for, for Phoenix to try to catch the Jazz. Right. Um, because, man, Sunday, if if you don't have to play Joe Ingles, don't play him.
3: Yeah, that's the Royce, fair point.
2: same thing. Give those guys some rest.
3: Extra day off. Well, I guess you're a Portland fan. Would you say tonight, Portland Phoenix, tonight or tomorrow? Uh tonight. Tonight. All right. Go Blazers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that game tips off. Uh where did it go? This game it's it's on uh, TNT tonight, so it tips off at eight o'clock. Phoenix currently favored by three. That game will be played in Phoenix. Yeah, but, look, the 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 Trailblazers, they've they've won nine of their last ten. They've won five in a row. They're a row. one of the hottest teams in the They're NBA cooking. right now. They're
3: cooking. Man, are you are you sweating a little bit? Then if you're Denver, I mean, ma- the Mavericks are obviously tied with the Trailblazers, and Denver and the Clippers could still switch places. I think I was li- so I'm looking at the standings here. So the Jazz, the Lakers, and the Warriors have all played eight, uh, 70 games, and then everyone in between has played sixty-nine. So they still got three left.
2: Uh, uh, Portland's not ca- uh, catching Denver. Oh, sorry.
3: Uh, yes, too much I, mean, space, I meant Portland, but Portland and Dallas or Denver and the Clippers could switch places.
2: Right. Yeah, so um, Portland, they're going to try to secure that number 5 spot if they can by beating Phoenix. Phoenix trying to still chase the Jazz. That's why, look, it's the last week of the regular season, and there's still a lot of movement possible for uh, playoff positioning.
3: For you, so everyone I think has kind of said the same thing. I I feel like I've gotten the same feel. Like Everybody decided once the Lakers kind of fell apart in terms of health, it went from like, everybody said the Lakers were the favorite to all of a sudden it was wide open. So, for you, if you were to like power rank them, okay, the Lakers are hurt. If we're going to rule them out because they're just they have too much to overcome, they're not healthy. Most likely, like top five for you. Where did the Jazz fall in there?
0: Ah, that's a good question.
3: Because everybody, it seemed like everybody's like, all right, Lakers are bust. Lakers fell apart and then it's kind of all over the place. Some people think the Clippers. I'm. To me personally, I'd like to see them do it. I just I, the way they fell apart last year. I don't think you just magically fix it because it wasn't. To me, I don't like Doc Rivers as a coach. I think he's one of the biggest chokers as a coach ever. I think he's a good coach, but it was the players' problem, and I don't think the players players solved any of the problems. They still have attitude issues.
2: Yeah, no, I, I yeah I agree. But <laughs> I, I think that uh, minus the Lakers, uh, I think that the Jazz should still be in, in the top. Uh, look what they've done all year. Yeah, they're not they're not playing their best basketball right now. Right. Um, but they haven't been healthy either. They haven't had their full rot. They've got two all stars on the bench. They haven't played in almost a month. So consider what they've been doing with two all stars not available. Not that bad.
3: Yeah, I mean that's what part of the reason you get the one seed. Right? Yeah.
2: Um. Uh. I've been I've been torn on Phoenix. Great regular season, but very very little playoff experience on that team. That's true. And playoffs are a different animal. Chris Paul definitely has been through a lot of battles in the playoffs, but he hasn't really been that deep uh, in the playoffs. He
3: still hasn't made it to a Western Conference Finals, right?
2: I don't think that he has.
3: Yeah. so they had the-
2: So, And the Clippers, I don't know what to think of the Clippers. They've had some health issues too, but that's one of those teams that can be really, really dangerous that once they get hitting on all cylinders, they can be really tough.
3: On paper, they're great. But I mean, they were great on paper last year. So I'm with you. Because I think that's the best argument is that the Lakers, not that the Lakers didn't have warts, but since they won last year, everybody assumed and they have LeBron healthy, they got this. But I feel like the top three in the West, the top three in the East, they all have their warts because the 76ers are going to be able to flow on offense. The Nets, can they stop anybody? And then the Bucks, well, we're kind of all written off. I feel like everybody's kind of written Giannis off. Like, we tried this already. Like, until you do it, nobody cares anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I think that the. The interesting thing in Milwaukee is that this has been a season without pressure of being the top team. Yes, And so um, how that relates to and translates to how they perform in the playoffs will be really interesting, where they can uh, go out and, and try to knock off somebody that's above them rather than trying to fend off somebody who's trying to do the same to them.
3: I mean, the, from what I've read, that's what they're, the team attitude, people close to the team have said, is that they've just kind of all right, we tried the one-seed thing. It didn't work. We're going to have a more relaxed approach and see how that goes. So maybe it'll work. Uh, looking at the East, so the seventh seed still in the playing game, obviously, but how about the fact that right now the Celtics would play the Nets in the first round?
2: Uh, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm not so certain that the, the Boston would get uh, necessarily in there with Charlotte. And there's a good rivalry there. They'd have to play each other. You, know, you have uh, Kemba Walker who used to be on the hornets the yep. Gordon Hayward who used to be on the Celtics it's a, developed into a nice little rivalry there but yeah boston has really fallen and the the um the injury there to uh, to brown right. is is a really a, a low blow it really hurts their chances uh i don't know that they'd get out of the first round i think they they survived the play in but i don't know that they survived oh, the oh yeah
3: first i round. totally agree i mean i, I guess my follow up question is steven's on the hot seat next year
2: I don't know if he's on a hot seat, but I think it starts to get warm because all of your excuses as to why Boston's not doing more than they're doing are all gone and have changed, yeah. and the only thing that's constant is Brad Stevens.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, they, I get it that they didn't have a center, but they still have to be – Kim has been beat up, but they still have to be one of the more talented rosters in the NBA if I – I mean, unless I'm missing something. I mean, But, yeah, I – seven seed, Really? They ought to be, especially in the East. I mean, come on.
2: I know. But look at Miami and, uh, excuse me, Atlanta. That's a team that's really come along uh, over the last second half of the season that's really played well, come together. And uh, deservedly so, shot up into the ranks. Number four team in the East.
3: I like that everybody's excited about the Knicks. Knicks are one of the teams that, I hate the narrative that so and so is better be- with one team good. you hear it in college sports a lot. I do think the Knicks do make the NBA interesting. I don't really care for the team, but I don't really hate them. I mean it's unfortunate they're going to get crushed by the bucks in the first round, but hey, you know, welcome back to the playoffs.
2: <laughs> no, I'm with you though uh, the NBA, and I think for uh, the casual fan, uh, I'll call them premier franchises yes, yeah, that get attention and, and eyeballs. The New York Knicks are one of those premier franchises. Completely agree. And having them in the playoffs means a lot.
3: I kind of actively just cheer against them because of Dolan. I can't stand that <laughs> guy. I mean, they're better than the Bulls. They traded two first round picks They're not even make it the play in game. Stupid Bulls.
2: <laughs> Stupid Bulls. Uh, if you want to weigh in about the current standings in the NBA, Utah Jazz, are you worried about uh, how they're gonna finish out the regular season and could they lose the number one overall seed, or will it even matter? Do we really care? 435-339-0321 to join us on the Guild Mortgage Text Line. Uh, We'll also be talking about an in-season tournament that the WNBA is going to be doing. Is that a good idea? Is that worth exploring for the NBA? Um, And then the Pac-12 hired a new commissioner today. Uh, Attendance at arenas is going to be coming back. We'll be opening up, but will fans really be coming back or not? What do uh, these arenas need to do to kind of sell you on the idea of the in-arena experience? We'll talk about that coming up on the Full Court Press.
1: TTM Technologies is searching for career-minded candidates to fill multiple positions. Open positions include production associates and machine operators, leadership, managers, supervisors, technical positions, engineers, and accounting. You can learn more about these positions online at careers.ttmtech.com. Employees of TTM Technologies enjoy incredible health benefits and cash incentives. In just your first year of employment, you're eligible for three weeks paid time off. Tuition reimbursement is available for full and part-time employees. Health insurance, which includes dental, vision and prescription, a 401k and life insurance, plus quarterly and annual bonuses and more. To learn more about the jobs available and what it's like to work at TTM Technologies, go online to careers.ttmtech.com. You must be 18 or older and a U.S. citizen to apply. Come join a world leader in printed circuit board manufacturing with over 26,000 employees worldwide. TTM Technologies, right here in Logan. Apply online at careers.ttmtech.com. TTM Technologies is an equal opportunity employer.
0: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Frenson and AJ Selvason.
2: This is the Full Court Press.
3: And I sound like shiz.
2: We're, we're just going to uh, go out and practice.
3: <laughs> it sounds just like you. Dude. We have the man <laughs> in Bill the studio.
2: Bill Belichick is Bill here, Belichick. everybody.
4: Lawrence Taylor on to Seattle. We're on to Cincinnati. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. It's right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. We're getting ready for Cincinnati.
0: Weekdays from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Better weather,
3: longer days, and the urge to get outside. Spring has sprung. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical, and we'd love to help you scoot into spring and enjoy $200 off our high-quality scooters. Bringing wellness home is our motto, so also enjoy $200 off our best-selling lift chairs. For locations and information, visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Visit AlpineHomeMedical.com.
0: The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wees T-ball team—it's the full-court press on Sports Talk Radio, the Fan.
2: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, A.J. Knight filling in for A.J. Salveson. A.J. is calling a baseball game for a radio station in Vernal today.
3: So. <laughs> well, I guess, you know, good news for Ridgeline. He's not calling it for you. So, Jinxie out of a strike for the Uinta Braves.
2: Uh, I don't know what their mascot is, the like, Uinta. Hmm. I
3: want to say Braves, but I, that doesn't sound right now that I say it out loud.
2: Uh, So the WNBA is going to be doing what's called a Commissioner's Cup. Um, They announced this deal just uh, just Wednesday, just yesterday. It's an in-season competition, an in-season tournament. So part of your regular season, they have designated games already on your schedule, are part of this Commissioner's Cup. You have 10 games per team. That will count towards your uh, cup standings. And if you win the Commissioner's Cup, your team wins $500,000. It's not bad. No. Um, <clears throat> but it'll be the first home game and first road game each team plays against its five conference rivals. The standings will then determine an Eastern Conference team and a Western Conference team to meet for the championship. So WNBA is going to take a break in the summer during the Olympics. And then the championship will play, be played four days after the end of the uh, Tokyo games, and uh, when the season resumes and before the season gets going. So basically it's we're playing regular season. We take a break, want to come back. to get the season going again, we play the Commissioners Cup. Two teams face each other, whomever wins gets a big fat check, and then the rest of the season concludes and continues.
3: So, is I mean, it's not really a tournament then. Like, we're going to play the regular season, then the two best teams will play one extra game, and here's a check.
2: Yes, that's really what – it's not really a tournament. You're right. It's just these games, designated games, when they show up on your schedule, certain games will mean more than other games on your
3: schedule. I mean, I think I I think I kind of get the idea. I just don't think it's all the way there.
2: Apparently, this is something that's been done or is done a lot in European leagues, huh? And so European players are like, oh yeah, we know this. Yeah, this is secondhand. I mean, is we it, do this all the time. Is it
3: built in the same way? Like it happens at the beginning? Do you know? I I just I'm just reading some of this about it and listening to you, and I'm like. You said out loud, and "I'm like, yeah, that's okay." I was just thinking, so it's nothing. It's play the regular season. <laughs> Whoever got off to a great ten game start can win five hundred thousand dollars. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think the the idea is there. The delivery is not. Now, if
2: in a normal year, I mean, this year it sounds like an interesting idea because you have this huge break. Right. In the middle of your yeah, season yeah, yeah. with because of the Olympics. Yeah. And this is a good way to kind of like, oh yeah, we got this will spark a, and and kind of get things rolling again for the rest of the regular season for the WNBA. But in a normal season, when you don't have this big physical separation in the middle of the season, right. you're just going along regular season, all of a sudden everybody takes a little bit of a break. Is this during the all star week? Is this different? Like I don't know. How do you do a mid-season thing? That's
3: a good point. The concept makes sense from that standpoint. We have the break to kind of drum up excitement. But, yeah, I don't see, like, if this is their idea of how it would work in the future, if they decide to do it, yeah, that's a great point. Like, all of a sudden it's just like, and now it's conference or cup time. And it's like, the schedule didn't change. It did (laughs) not make any sense.
2: So what do you think about this Commissioner's Cup idea? 435-339-0321. Uh, by the way, 4084 says it's the Uinta Utes. Utes.
3: Got it. There we go. Solve that one. We'll be thinking about that later.
2: Thank you, 4086. Appreciate it. We can always count on our listeners.
3: So, like, so the NBA obviously did the, so we're just talking about the playing game a whole bunch. Um, you know, would you, do you like this idea more or say, like, if you took the teams in the NBA that didn't make the, po- uh, didn't make the postseason, you did, like, a loser's bracket and then, like, the winner of that got the top seed? I feel like that would draw way more than this.
2: The winner of the loser's bracket gets a number one seed? Yeah,
3: the number one pick, I mean.
2: The number one pick in the draft? Yeah. Oh, no, that's different.
3: I mean, it's high stakes, don't get me wrong, but you got to put something up there. like.
2: Well, that would kind of discourage tanking, wouldn't it?
3: I would think. Or at least it would discourage tanking to that point. <laughs> <laughs> or from that point forward, you'd like, all right, now we're going to be terrible. All right, now we're here. Now we've got to win.
2: Yeah. We've got to manage this right. Don't be too good. Be good at the right time. Um, I don't or know. that's maybe, an interesting I mean, idea.
3: I guess if you think the stakes are too high, you could do money or something. I don't know, I don't know what you would do. But something, I feel like that's a a better idea than this in the middle of the season. I don't know how you do it, because like I mean, that's the issue you run into with all star games, right? Most of the all-star games, everyone's like, ah, oh, they kind of stink in di- different descending fashion. Um a, a tournament cuz they they talked about that last year right for the NBA they're like oh, what do we do maybe a tournament <sighs> i don't think so i just i everybody plays everybody to begin with the tournament doesn't make any sense to me
2: i i think that the play in tournament that the NBA is instituting um kind of it helps Make the re- the uh, the last month still compelling. Yes. And interesting. Yes. Teams are still fighting for a lot of different reasons now for playoff positioning. Yeah. Um. So I like that. Uh, I definitely agree. But
3: this is this stretch is like how
2: to prevent tanking. I don't.
3: That wouldn't even my goal. It's just a different idea. I feel like that that concept of a tournament to me is like a much bigger draw than than this concept, the WNBA's concept. I guess the issue is like, all right, well. Where are you going to put it? Because are people going to watch the worst teams in the league play when you got the real playoffs going on? I guess that's an issue.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's like the NIT versus the NCAA. Yeah, who cares? Like, who watches the NIT? Yeah,
3: nobody. Nobody cares unless
2: you got a team no, in that's it.
3: That's fair. That's a, that's a good point. So my, my idea is maybe not all the way there either. But this is not a winning idea to me. This season, the time frame, like you said, fair. But going forward, no.
2: Yeah, I don't. Look, they're they're all really excited about the WNBA. They're calling it a compelling competition, multifaceted platform, which will drive opportunities for broader fan engagement, uh, additional interest. Look, I, I get it that when you're playing teams in your division, like it can have like a heightened sense of urgency and yeah. maybe rivalry. Our home game versus your home game does it count towards? More than just a win or a loss, uh, I I get that, and I think that's, I think this this concept is okay for the WNBA. I do not see it working in the NBA.
3: I completely agree. I think I'll take it a step further. This concept works this year because of the break. It doesn't work next year because the other ideas, the the tournament to me, it's not any different. Like if you decided like they do it this year and then they decide next year we're not doing the tournament, you know it changes nothing because they still got to play those games. Right. There's <laughs> not just no this check. big massive break. Yeah. This to me is it's not the it's not the answer.
2: Uh WNBA season, by the way, does begin on Friday. Uh then to a bunch of games on uh opening weekend is really on, on Saturday with a, a lot of other games taking place through the weekend. Um so anyways, it's uh, it's coming up. WNBA. I, I just I like the idea of an enhancing kind of rivalry games, maybe putting a little money on the line uh, to make these games mean a little bit more. But I'm with you. I just don't see this working long term Yeah. Um, with the WNBA. I certainly don't see it in the NBA whatsoever.
3: No, I agree completely. I don't. But they, it's just not even an approach.
2: Regular this, season games mean as much.
3: Yeah. It's not an approachable subject even in the NBA. I think if they're going to do anything, it's going to be something postseason-esque. To try and do something either with the losers bracket or the, you know, basically the players, the teams don't make it or expand further. Though I got to tell you, I, I like the concept of playing game for all the reasons you said, because this stretch of the NBA, NBA and baseball, to me, the seasons are entirely too long. Um, I don't pay enough attention to hockey. I don't know if hockey fans do that. I, I consider myself kind of a loose hockey fan. Um, so it does help with that. I do have an issue when that many teams, quote unquote, qualify for the postseason because there's what? the 30? Yeah. 15 in each conference, so 30 and then 20 of the 30 get in. I don't I don't particularly care for that. I mean, 16 out of 30 doesn't really do it for me either. But, yes, the playing game at least added a little bit more urgency to the end of the season, which kind of, to me, drags on. I think the last couple of weeks have been like, all right, let's just get to the post. Let's
2: just play it. <laughs> just make it happen. Let's just jump ahead. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, real quickly, some breaking news here. Utah Jazz announcing that Mike Connolly is questionable. For tomorrow's game, uh, Juwan Morgan is also questionable. But um, Donovan Mitchell, they've already said he will be out. Uh, Do not expect Donovan Mitchell Mitchell to be available for the last two games. But Connolly is questionable for the game at Oklahoma City.
3: Probably good to get as many people as you can into some game action at least. So I hope he plays at least the last game just to kind of get the flow going. It, and it takes some
2: pressure off Joe. Give Joe a break. <laughs> Guy's been carrying a load, <laughs> trying to do it all. Uh, Joe played. Where he? He played thirty-two minutes. Uh, he was four of thirteen shooting. Four assists, one steal, fourteen points. I mean, not not bad, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, real- the shooting has been struggling.
3: The real question is, I mean, when you take Conley and, and and Mitchell off the floor, besides Joe Ingles, who has the ability, he's got that that dispe- he's got the I don't think it's speed; it's just got really long strides. Like he surprises me still, like how easily he can get to the hoop sometimes. But besides, who's initiating? not think because you had nobody to draw and kick,
2: right? Well, yeah, Clarkson will draw, but he won't kick.
3: Yeah, <laughs> everyone knows what's coming. Just yeah, collapse on him just, and see what happens. That's right. 2417 says no for the tournament not in the NBA. Couldn't agree more.
2: Yeah, I just I don't see it. Um, I mean, is the regular season that boring for the NBA? I don't know. I think uh, they've done ratings a- haven't been great this year, but I don't know that you need to do a gimmick like that mid-season for the NBA.
3: I think honestly, they're not it's not going to change. They're not going to change it because of the money. The season to me is just too long. I really do think it's too it's too long. This year's seventy two games, and I still feel like it's too long. It's ten <laughs> games shorter than it normally is,
2: as opposed to one hundred and sixty.
3: Yeah, that baseball just don't even start it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare.
2: Baseball's done in August. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, more to come up uh, here to talk about in the full court press. I uh, want to get your thoughts. Uh, if if you've been to a game, if you've been to an arena, uh, since things have been opening up a little bit more. And uh, would you go once you get the green light to attend Major League Baseball? More of their arenas are opening up. Some already are full, full speed ahead. Others have announced plans to be open by, by July. And uh, leaves a, a lot of us thinking that college football, NFL, they should be in full attendance coming up this fall. But will people attend? Will people go? Are you planning to go? And if not, what would it take to get you there? 435 339 0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line to participate. More coming up on the Full Court Press.
4: There is a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go, online at castellite.com. Here's Chad Norton, the Lawn Doctor, with a tip for your lawn. The way you water your lawn
2: makes a big difference. Water restrictions and water costs have both increased over the years. Lawn Doctor is excited to introduce a new service that keeps your lawn green and healthy while watering less. One application of our new HydroGuard service reduces your water frequency by up to one day a week, saving you
4: water and money. Watering help, fertilizer, weed, and pest control. Call Chad Norton, the Lawn Doctor, at 753-LAWN. Follow them on Facebook or go to LawnDoctorCashValley.com. Behind Utah's most successful businesses is a whole lot of
3: technology making them run. Behind that technology is Les Olson Company, your local office technology partner. With everything from copiers and printers to IT services, and even computers and document management software, Les Olson Company has all the tools your business needs to do more. Need office technology? Partner with Les Olson Company. Visit lesolson.com tech. Les
0: Olson Company Dad, are you looking at Chevy trucks from Hanson Motors again?
4: Oh, with all the
1: stimulus money? Son, you and your sisters were worth a lot of money to me last month. (laughs)
0: But I'm worth the most, right?
4: Uh, sure. How do I convince your mother I need a new truck?
0: Well, it's not just a truck, it's a Hanson. True. You could tell her Hanson Motors was voted Dealer of the Year. Three years in a row.
1: I like the way you think. Up top, buddy.
0: Hanson Motors in Britain. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mm -hmm.
2: Eric Franson, A.J. Knight here on the Full Court Press. If you want to weigh in, 435-339-0321. Hey, by the way, uh, boys' soccer playoffs underway yesterday. The quarterfinals last night, and a lot of Cache Valley schools doing really well. Region 11 showing very well. Mountain Crest with the big upset over Green Canyon yesterday, 1-0. And Ridgeline with perhaps uh, a similarly big upset on the road. Uh, beating Dixie, um, so the number two and the number three teams are out in the four uh, A boys soccer playoffs.
3: Because well, what is it? It was four four of the final eight teams were from Region Eleven. And so uh, what? Two on because uh, Ridgeline and Mountain Crest were on opposite sides of the bracket, right?
2: Yeah. Ooh. Well, well, Ridgeline and Mountain Crest actually they'll face each other oh, in I'm the, the semifinals. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, so one, two, and three were out because Stansbury knocked off Juan Diego last night.
3: Dang!
2: So right now, the way it's going to be is on uh, May seventeenth. It'll be Stansbury versus Skyview. Skyview is the number five team. They're the they're the highest team in this thing. Yes, <laughs> dang! I think Skyview right is as, the highest ranked team. Right, as
3: they're not allowed to host anymore.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Skyview number
2: five. They're the highest ranked team in the semifinals. Stansbury is number eight. And uh, then it's uh so that game will be at five o'clock on the seventeenth. And then at seven thirty, this will be t- all taking place at Jordan High School, by the way. Um, then at seven thirty, it'll be Mountain Crest and Ridgeline. Mountain Crest was the seven seed and Ridgeline the eleven seed.
3: So every, every that was the best case. You no, know, the best you could get in was three because Mountain Crest played at Green Canyon. So no no matter what, one Region Eleven team at least will play for a state championship.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: That's great. Crazy.
2: That is awesome.
3: Yeah. Go Region 11.
2: So you got the 8, the 5, 8 versus 5, and 7 versus 11 in your final four.
3: Yeah, it's like March brackets this year.
2: For high school boys soccer. So congratulations to Region 11 and what they're doing there. Uh, an update on girls golf. I guess uh, Pineview won 4A. Ridgeline finished 5th. Green Canyon at uh, at sixth. Mountain Crest was nine, Logan eleven. So those are some of the uh, the team scores from Region Eleven and how they did it at state golf for girls. And then as we mentioned earlier, we got boys baseball going on today, the super regional. So right now we've got Mountain Crest hosting Juan Diego, Ridgeline hosting Uinta, Green Canyon is at Dixie, and Bear River is at Crimson Cliffs. Uh, let's see, actually in Skyview, Skyview is at Pineview, if I followed that correctly. So, got a lot of different teams in action today. Some at home, some are on the road. Uh, they do play at least two games. So, today's game's at four. Tomorrow's game's supposed to be at 11. And then a, uh, a third game, if necessary, 30 minutes after the, the that second game concludes tomorrow. So, um, hoping for the best for Region Eleven boys. Yes and what's going on today. And then the uh, girls, for softball, those games get going on uh, underway tomorrow. The uh, playoff pairings and the RPI for lacrosse are out uh, as well. Some good representation um, for both the girls and the boys. Lacrosse is a little bit different because not as many schools have the sport going, and so they just have divisions. There's an A division, a B division, and a C division. Right. And so really the, the the top teams, based on how well you do during the regular season, kicks you into whichever classification, whichever division you are. So, like, um, you could be a, a 4A school, but playing against or be in the same division as a 6A school when the uh, uh, playoffs get underway next week.
3: That's interesting. I'm glad to see uh, Region 11 represents uh, lacrosse really well. When I played in high school, uh, despite being obviously – Geographically, much closer to the East Coast, where lacrosse really started and exploded, my ours was a coalition. The five high schools in my hometown made up uh, our team, the Greater Lafayette Hawks. Nice. So I'm, yeah, I'm glad to see that it's more represented school by school here in the valley because it's a great sport.
2: Just want to quickly mention: uh, Bear River and Ridgeline Girls are in the A division for lacrosse. Uh, the Green Canyon Boys. They are in the A division. So those are the, uh, the top divisions, uh, the A and, and the for both the boys and the girls. So Green Canyon is number five in the boys division in the, in the top highest level. Bear River is six uh, for the girls. Uh, Ridgeline is 15th in that uh, A division. So best of luck to them. Those playoffs get underway next week with uh, the first round games on May 18th at the higher seeded. Uh, schools. Another quick timeout here on the full court press, and uh, again, we want to get your feedback on some of these things that are going on. We'll be talking about the NFL schedule release coming up more next hour, but love to get your thoughts on that. What games stand out to you the most? And uh, are you planning on attending games? Like Major League Baseball is opening it up to more fans here in a, within the next couple of months. NFL could be opening it up full attendance. Are you planning on going, or are you going to be holding back a little bit? Uh, what what would a, uh, uh, an arena need to do, what would a team need to do to make it so that the fan experience, the arena experience, is better than what you'd get at home on your couch? We'll discuss that coming up on the Full Court Press.
4: Hey, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. You're invited to come learn how to make an informed decision for your retirement, Medicare, and Social Security. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, May 20th at 7 p.m. Come to our free seminar at our office. Call 752-9493 for details. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come the third Thursday, May 20th. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Darrell's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's Parts Department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers. And Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road.
2: This is The Herd.
4: The
1: winner in this is also
2: Colin Cowherd.
1: Aaron has 17 fourth-quarter wins. Oh, Colin, that's because they don't trail much. Neither does Russell Wilson, and he's got 35% more than Aaron. Joe Flacco has more than Aaron. Andy Dalton has more than Aaron. Aaron is not a foxhole guy. He sours very quickly. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10
0: to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
2: Eric Franson, A.J. Knight here on the Full Court Press. Love to get your thoughts about what's going on. If you have any questions, throw those at us as well. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, by the way, just uh, looking at this during the break, the, the Jazz, since Mitchell has been hurt, have gone 8-6 and six over those 14 games without Donovan Mitchell. Um... Surprised? That is that bad? Is that not that bad considering
3: Well, how many of those games uh how many of those games did Mike Conley overlap? Um uh, I think they said I think was it Mitchell's been out fourteen. I think they said was it nine or eleven last night for Conley?
2: Conley's I would think probably closer to eleven, but
3: I mean, so that's most of those. I think it's solid. Like you tell me you're gonna take your two starting all star guards off a team and they're still gonna go above five hundred. I think you can live with that. Like I know, the Lakers have less talent on the bench, or because their big guys make Supermax contracts or whatever, and blah 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 blah. But look at them—they dropped like a stone.
2: <laughs> Get violent over there
3: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, you know what? Uh,
2: the The fact that they they're, they've gone eight and six without Mitchell, but they're still holding on to the number one overall seed. Yeah. I mean, did they have that big of a cushion before? Not really. No, it's,
3: been a bit, it's been what? Phoenix uh, has been nipping
2: at their heels for like a couple two, months.
3: Two and a half games max for a while. Yeah. So they've held off Phoenix, who's been healthy as far as I know, right? And everybody yeah. they got everybody. I call the dub.
2: I think that's okay. I'm, I'm not – could it be better? Yes, there's some games that they should not have lost. But considering that, that two All-Stars, their two main – point guards and guys who initiate the offense yes. are on the bench hurt. You still go 8-6 and six without them? Not that bad. Alright, we'll talk more about the NFL and Jazz if you want coming up next Attaboy. hour. Stick
4: around. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. The NFL schedule is out. Now we have four months to break it down. You gotta give the league credit. They could open the season with any game and we'd watch. Give us Lions, Cardinals, or anybody. After a long football drought, we're all in. But they went in another direction, giving us the Cowboys to start the season with the defending champ, Buccaneers. When you look at which regular season games rate the highest, the Cowboys are always at the top of the list. And now, Dak Prescott is back, taking on Tom Brady and the defending champs. They always dress up the first primetime game with concerts and hoopla, and hopefully this year, fans. It's easy to imagine the NFL marketing this game and this season as a return to normal. It's going to have a celebratory feel. All 32 fan bases probably had smiles on their faces when the schedules were first revealed. We have to wait a little while, but it's a time for optimism in the nation for our most popular sport. I'm Dan Patrick and this is above the noise. 20 years ago, Odyssey changed the putting game when they introduced the white hot insert. Now the most iconic, most played, most sought after putting insert of all time is back in the new white hot OG. White hot OG has the same mythical combination of sound and feel and performance as the original, but with modern upgrades that are available in classic head shapes like the two ball, the Rossi and the number seven. White hot OG, legendary then, iconic now. See the new lineup at odysseygolf.com. I recently had a chance to go outside and give my truck some much-needed TLC, so I grabbed Meguiar's new bright orange bottle, the hybrid ceramic wash and wax. Couldn't wait to try it. Has a unique two-liquid system that not only gently cleans the paint, but leaves behind their hybrid ceramic wax protection with instant water-beating action. Now my truck looks good. It is dope. It's protected. Meguiar's hybrid ceramic wash and wax with advanced SIO2 technology. Meguiar's ceramic... Ladies, do you have your men's ring
0: yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care. Such as a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jerricks, at 930 North
1: Main,
4: in Logan. Jerick's
0: my jewelry. Make it
1: special, make it Jerricks.
4: This keep it on the down low here is the Dan Patrick Show. I think that they should do weight division. Like boxing. Heavyweight, light, heavy. If you had weight divisions, and let's say those over 235 pounds are in the heavyweight division. You'd be hard-pressed to find somebody, probably in the world, faster than DK Metcalf at that at that sign.
0: Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The home for Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: what you need to know. Major League
0: Baseball got one game that's going on right now. San Francisco and Pittsburgh. There's no score just yet but the Buckos are leading right now with a couple runners on in the home half of the first inning and two men out. Earlier today, Braves got beat up by the Blue Jays 8-4. to Phillies fall at Washington to the Nationals 5-1. to Patrick Corbin Gets the victory, 2-3, and and lowers his ERA to 6-19 on the season. Detroit with a surprise victory. They stumped the Royals, 4-3 was the final. Cardinals 2-0 winners over the Milwaukee Brewers. In about 10 minutes from now, you get the Rays and the Yankees. New York coming off a 1-0 victory just yesterday. Rich Hill throwing for Tampa. In that affair. For all the last available on online over to foxsportsradio.com. White Sox won their sixth straight game today, beating Minnesota 4 2 was the final. Lance Lynn picked up the W, going five fold in that contest. I'm David Gascon. It's the full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools.
2: Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric Franson, A.J. Knight sitting in for A.J. Salvison today. A.J. is calling a baseball game for the Uinta Utes as they are taking on the Ridgeline Riverhawks.
1: What are you shaking your head over
3: there? Uh, just the idea of who he's actually jinxing since he's not there for the home team. And then A.J., I just can't imagine the stories A.J. going to get into when that game really gets into the weeds, you know, the sixth and seventh innings. <laughs>
2: Talking about the uh, the scene from the press box in the mountains and
3: who knows what else. If I remember correctly, I think I believe uh, he'll be talking about Niang uh, a whole bunch. I yeah, that's he should some be.
2: That talking about his favorite jazz man, George Niang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to join us here on the Full Court Press on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, this is from 9315 9315- A.J. for A.J. today works for me. I like the aspect that he brings from living in the East when it comes to sports.
3: Can I ask you this, speaking of which, anybody's welcome to text in for this. Just real quick, the number against 435-339-0321. Well, Colin, I got in this argument because, yes, technically, geographically, I am originally from somewhere east of this state. That being said, when, when I say Midwest, what do you picture?
2: When I when you say Midwest?
3: Midwest.
2: Uh, I think of, like, Minnesota, or Missouri, uh, Upper Mid... Well, just Midwest. Not Upper Midwest, just Midwest. Just Midwest. Yeah, I think of Missouri, Kansas, Kentucky, Tennessee.
3: Okay, so you're in the general vicinity. The argument I got into with McCall, Iowa. she says, that the Midwest is 100%. It's like Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, all that. Where I'm from is the East, which I take huge issues with because we're not the East. Indiana <laughs> is absolutely not the East.
2: Uh, that's Upper Midwest. Upper Midwest. That's yes. Indiana. Yes. Illinois. So
3: many people on our show are like Minnesota. No, 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 that's not the Midwest at all. And I'm like, what? I'm from there. Yes, it is. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I had nine three one five. I'm in East Rockies. I totally get it. I'm just I wanted to ask because we got. I have dealt with a bunch of people since I moved to Utah that was like. Indiana is is the east. No, we're not. <laughs>
2: 5763 Iowa, Nebraska, Illinois.
3: One of those states is one of my least favorite states to drive in. Mm-hmm. Not uh, the worst, but f- one of them. 478-1.
2: Four, 4781 Midwest equals Kentucky Fried Chicken or, <laughs> or uh, Butt-Freaking-Egypt, Iowa.
3: BFE Iowa. <laughs> Fun fact, uh anybody that's driven in the southwestern uh, part of Iowa or well, Iowa Wyoming, you know how it's always it's always gusty there, right? You always like oh, your block. Always. The entire state of Iowa, I've driven through it three times. is like that every every time. It's never not been super windy. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is.
2: Uh You guys are great. We love the uh, the Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, yeah, keep them coming. 435-339-0321. Uh-huh. So The Major League Baseball, and I think we're seeing this with other sports as well, the Utah Jazz, they were allowing more people in their arena than most other arenas and have continued to add more seats and more availability. Now, for some, if you want to be on the court side, you have to show your vaccine card. You have to prove that you've been vaccinated or do immediate uh, test that night before you can go in and and have a negative test. Um, But we're seeing more venues open up, right? We're seeing numbers decline or at least plateau in a lot of areas. And and for a lot of these, they're outdoor venues, especially for baseball. And the the chances of getting it outdoors is vastly different than if you're inside a closed, confined space with poor circulation, air circulation. So Major League Baseball teams, a lot of them announcing they're going to be ramping up like uh, the Twins. Uh, They're planning a phased ramp-up to 60% capacity for the remainder of May, 80% in June, full capacity in July. Cardinals, Tuesday, they announced they're going to double capacity from 32% to more than 30,000 beginning May 21st. And on Saturday, the Brewers, they're going to double capacity at their place from around 12,000 to nearly 25,000. Full capacity by June 25th. Uh, Phillies. They're going to move to 100% capacity by June 12th. Uh, the Nationals, Washington, Washington D.C. area has been as locked down as just about anybody, but the Nationals are going to increase their capacity from 25% to 36%, a bump to nearly 15,000 people, and they'll allow a full 40,000 fan capacity beginning June 11th. The Mets and the Yankees. Um, uh, by May 19th, cleared for 100% capacity among vaccinated fans. If you're not vaccinated, only 33%. I don't know how they're going to f- figure that out on your that's ticket sales, one. how you prove that, but yeah.
3: whatever. That's like a whole logistical nightmare.
2: That's <laughs> New York. Uh, the Diamondbacks, they've been capped at 20,000, uh, but they're going to be full capacity by the end of this month, joining the Rangers and the Braves. So point is, there's a lot that's opening up. More fans are coming back. At least you can't. More fans can come back. The thing with Arizona, they've had it capped at 20,000, but their average attendance is half of that. They've been averaging just 10,000 fans a game. The athletics, they capped their capacity at 26%. That's just over 12,000. They're only averaging 5,500 fans a game.
3: Well, Oakland's not fair. Like I've, I've been to that state. They don't draw to begin with. That's why they're moving. The city treats them well, like garbage.
2: They're having a good season this year.
3: I well, okay, just for comparison's sake. Uh, what year was that? I think it was three years ago. They were, they were, they ended up being a wild card team. I went to see them play Mariners, who were also in the wild card hunt. I went and saw a night game. I sat in the bleachers, in the bleachers, for like forty bucks. I got on the jumbotron because <laughs> there was nobody there. But the Athletics are
2: the number one team in the American League West.
3: I agree. It's just by two and a half games. That park's weird too. By the way, have you been?
2: I have not been to that park. No.
3: It's so it's the old it's the old Oakland Raiders one too. It's the universal one. So it's a big old circle. It's weird sitting there because you just you're used to the the triangle shape of everything else. So sitting in the circle, but yeah, it was bad. Like they were they were a wild card team that year. Uh, the Mariners were in the hunt for the game. We saw it was a night game, and they had they still had. Big sections that they were covered up, and they had their logos on it and stuff. They just don't draw. Uh,
2: Diamondbacks, for reference, they are uh, they're five and a half games behind the Giants in the National League West. Yeah. So they're not just they're not necessarily a great team, but it kind of gets to this point though that look, there's the ability to go to games, but does that mean you will go to games?
3: Baseball is such a weird question for that because, like, so baseball, I think is. Everybody has their own, but I think, was it baseball, uh, golf, tennis, usually some of the ones where people are like, I refuse to watch on TV, but I'll go to one. So you would think that would help, but I don't know. I defer to you and Ajay on this because I think your guys' fandom of baseball is higher than I consider my fandom of baseball. But something about the way they handled last year and stuff, I think it just kind of messed up everybody's kind of attachment to the sport. I just don't feel like it's recovered the same way.
2: Uh, That's a good point. Yeah, they, uh, they held the games without fans still in their arenas. Like, the NBA went to a different location and had games in a bubble. Yeah. Like, for a fan, like, I mentally, I just I knew it was somewhere else. It wasn't in the arena that I normally associate with my team. Yeah. But if I was a Major League Baseball fan, it would have been weird. Like, watching my team play in their arena, there's no one there. Fake crowd noise is just... Blech,
3: just weird. There was that. I think the fact that they got into such a, a tiff about the agreement, like they wasted so much time where they could have been the sport.
2: Well, yes.
3: And I think that would have been huge because I think I would have it a different, a completely different feeling because last year, like and they're my- still
2: squabbling over that. By the way, <sighs> players' union says we, you, the uh, Major League Baseball needs to give the players an an extra five hundred million dollars. That's a lot of money. Because a we only played sixty games.
3: See and that I think that would, and everybody was saying at the time. I, I remember being on the show with you guys and I was saying it then. But like for example, my dad, my dad, uh, he, he says he says all the time like his biggest hobbies. He loves fantasy sports and he loves just sports in general. And he was talking about it, like it was just that was May and June was just awful for him because he just loves using sports as an escape and all that. And he was talking about that and baseball just whiffed big. Then you know baseball came back and I'm mean, be honest. Like I said, I like hockey, playoff hockey. If you've never watched it. He's one of the most exciting sports there is, watching it or being there. But baseball came back, and hockey, and basketball came back, and then football's back. I was like, I don't care about baseball. I was just done with baseball. I watched the World Series, but eh. Well, yeah,
2: it's there's been kind of a resurgence in pitching this year. Yeah. Um, and so there aren't as many home runs, not as many big plays out of the park. I don't know if that. Is a factor?
3: I mean, the saying is, chicks dig the long ball.
2: But I think that there have been, yes. But I think there have been some good things that baseball has done this year. I I think that there have been some fun, like new-ish rivalries growing. I I think there's been some really interesting dynamics between players and and different teams. I I think baseball has been doing some really interesting things to capture America's attention. But fans aren't coming to these games just yet. So. What does a team need to do, and this is an interesting article in Yahoo, but what do they need to do to create a ballpark experience? And this has been a problem not just for Major League Baseball. This has been a problem getting people to the arena for almost every uh, sport except for the NFL.
3: Which I can tell you, to me, the NFL's yeah, not not – most over, I was most overpriced from the standpoint. of, Man, you are going to pay out the nose no matter what you are going to. But they don't have a, Yeah, I am with you. They have an attendance problem.
2: Uh, college football is really worried about this because, especially younger fans, aren't showing up. They're not as attached to the sport or attached to the school. You know, they're it takes too long or whatever reason they're just, they're not coming anymore. Um, interesting thing that the uh, the Raiders are going to be doing. In one of the end zones of their new arena, it's going to be. They're going to try to create a club atmosphere. There'll be a DJ, there'll be club seating, there'll be strobe lights and smoke. People can go hang out down there while the game's going on. It'll be Vegas. Sounds like yeah, odd, but it's Vegas. Yeah, interesting. I know that there's some arenas that they have, um, like in in uh in phoenix actually where the uh, the diamondbacks play there's a place you can go get in a hot tub or pool
3: and then uh, miami has something like that too don't they yeah i guess me out honest. so help me out here eric like i i guess i understand the idea but i'm going to a baseball game i'm not going there to swim swim somewhere else
2: <laughs> but i'm going to go and lounge and enjoy the game i yeah. well have some quirky fun to go along with it.
3: Yeah, I mean the club thing. I guess I pop my head in. Maybe depending on what the cover charge is, which I'm sure is not added to the ticket. You're going to pay something else for it. But uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have the answer to the question. I think personally, as a Cubs fans' perspective, I would speak from as someone who went and watched them. Their biggest issue, and actually it's probably baseball's issue as a whole, is the Cubs were terrible. They seemed to adjust their tickets when they were terrible. They got good. You expected the prices to go up. Then they got bad again because their management was bad. And then they were like, Oh, well, we can't bring the ticket prices down. And that to me is a from that's the team I would see. Not that I would turn down because I've been to a lot of different stadiums, but relating as the team that I invested in for the most part. That's the issue. And I think that's baseball's issue as a whole because I think free agency is one of those big things for sports that kind of reinvigorates you in the offseason, right? NFL has one of the best free agent periods. And then they have the draft. Now they've released the schedule, which I think is overblown, but whatever. Uh, and so I think they're constantly keeping at the forefront. They make an event out of all these things, whereas baseball, they like, I don't care what they say. The owners definitely got together and said, We're not going to spend as much money. And it's it's to me that's also harmed the sport because you're waiting for these big fish and they eventually do get a contract. But it it took how long did it take them for Machado to get a contract? It took him forever, even though everybody knew he's one of the biggest free agents. I think that hurts the sport.
2: No, I agree, and I think just um, free agency. Uh, also, I think that to some degree can hurt a sport if you don't know who's going to be on your team from one season to the next. Yeah. Um, if you don't have recognizable stars that, that build and grow and are there for for a while, that that that's kind of a challenge too. But uh, but with baseball, there's this tendency now to sign the better players to these really super long-term contracts. So you're going to see the face of Mike Trout in uh, in Anaheim for a long time. You saw Mike Pujols there for uh, – Mike Pujols. <laughs> you saw Pujols I there you'd come around yeah, for one. a long time, Mike and uh, Andrew. Yeah, um, But uh, you're going to see Bryce Harper in Philadelphia for a long time. Yeah. I mean, these guys are getting these long-term contracts to be in destinations that you don't see in other sports um but i uh, again i don't i don't know that i understand the wisdom of that either cuz look at the pool Hole situation he, he was really kind of weighing down the angels for the last several years of that contract yes cuz he wasn't performing like he was when he was in in st louis
3: no that contract i think everybody knew the only the only benefactor was obviously he was going to the al so they could sort of DH him to cover up for his defensive deficiencies but yeah I mean, is that, is that, that might be one of the issues too. Cause so I talked about on the most recent podcast about Mike Trout eventually demand. Cause he's like, he's like 30. I didn't realize he was that old. He's like 29, I think, but he'll be 30 soon. But so he's arguably potentially like, this is, this is nuts. He could go down as one of the greatest baseball players ever. Like he's that good for anybody who's not a baseball fan. He's good. I don't know how many casual baseball fans know who Mike Trout is. Like, I don't know that they could pick him out of a lineup. But, like, casual basketball fans, I'm sure you could put any number of superstars up there, the LeBron James, all that. I think they would recognize a fair amount of them. And so I think that's part of the issue, too, is that you have these marketable stars, but I don't know that they've been marketed the right way. Like, I know, I feel like I could recognize most of them, most of the big stars, your Trouts, your Tatises and all that. But for a casual fan, I think that's one of the areas you have a big drop-off too. I think baseball, you either love it or you don't. And if you don't, it's not like you're just checking in every once in a while
2: well yeah that's a that's a fair point, and maybe it's just about um every team needs to have some level of uh you know I don't know if it's so many games a year, but having a certain section or something like that where they have deep discounts to introduce casual fans or something something to get people who can't normally afford a game to be able to get in and, and, and catch those games. Just to grow the the fan base and start them younger. Um, and Get them to uh, to younger families, maybe. I don't know.
3: couple text messages here. So, 9315 said two. Uh, first one, the second one is a picture. It says the best part of baseball is when the stadiums are used for rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was seeing how Ajay's not here. What thing can we trick him into think we said that we really didn't when he comes back tomorrow? Ooh, I like that. Something to ponder. If anybody has any ideas, uh, 435-339-0321 is the text line. 1540 wants to fight cuz they said no fans was ho- is fine hockey is horrible though you get out of here hockey is awesome <laughs> playoff hockey is amazing because it, so th- to your point 1540 5763 five, six, said baseball's number one issue is compared to football and baseball uh, basketball it just doesn't have enough exciting play it's boring that's why hockey's awesome but i think that's an issue too and that, that they've been trying to think of this pace of play but unfortunately i just don't you can't, to me, fundamentally alter baseball. Baseball's baseball. Like, there's just no, unless you just drastically change the thing, you're like, multi ball, or now we're just going to have the home run derby in the middle of a game. You just, there's nothing you can do.
2: Well, and it seems like every time the Major League Baseball tries to think of a way to speed things up, managers figure out a workaround and slow it down even more.
3: Yeah. Nah, that's but, fair. I mean, I mean,
2: th- these games are supposed to be happening and, and uh, being concluded in a shorter amount of time. But when it gets to the playoffs, I mean, these games are still stretching for more hours all the time. Yeah. So they're finding out ways to work around it. So I don't know.
3: I think that's part of baseball's issue too, that that, that probably actually is to your point about them changing baseball. I think while trying to adjust baseball is still just rooted in tradition. And like, to me, the bad way. Like I know you traditionally love the NL thing, but to me that that's a simple change. The DH would make the games way more exciting if that's what you're looking for because it should add more offense generally. So that's that's an easy one to me. I think the season's way too long. I think in terms of ticket sales, um, that may be a thing too because you just have so many more options. There's no urgency to get to a game. Yeah, that's true. The NFL has 17 games now. 17. Baseball's 162 regular season games. (laughs)
2: If, with the with football, each game is an event. Yes, it's an event. With baseball, it's if I miss today's game, I know I've got a four more this week that I can go watch. And
3: they play series too, so even if you're like, ah, they they lost today, well, they play them two more times. So I think that's well, part that's of the, that's part of the problem, also, because like the like I don't know, but you, the interleague play doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care about it. It's just another regular season game. I think a lot of baseball, you can just be like. I'll catch you next time.
2: <laughs> Six eight nine one on the Guild Mortgage te- text line. Uh, I've heard Mike's name a billion times, but I have no idea who he is. Uh, you and
3: lie. you don't know Mike for, you like just okay. Sure,
2: and uh, sure. adds another text. Baseball is a turd.
3: <laughs> I mean, I I have a fair amount of friends that are big sports fans in general, and universally among them, baseball is just the game. They will not. Um, will not watch it on TV. They get a chance to go to a game, they're into it, watch it on TV, no. The other thing is, I was just thinking about this, Eric, where would you compare? So say, so there's minor league baseball, right? And I don't don't know where you fit college baseball in here, but I feel like there's a huge difference, I think, between the type of play you would see at a NBA game versus a college game. The rules are different, so that kind of makes it different. Versus, like, I feel like if you go to a major league game versus a minor league game, the nuances of the game are so subtle that you wouldn't know any better. Like, you can pay, like, the Ogden Raptors have been to a couple of their games. It's fun. You pay nine bucks, you can sit right behind home plate, and it's still baseball. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Because I think that's part of the stars not being recognizable because ultimately I'm just going to watch the game and I get to pay way less money to be right there, and it's still a baseball game. There's still going to be homers. There's still going to be some exciting moments and all that. I'm not, nothing's really changed.
2: Do you think that um, defensive shifts and things like that or hurting the game a little bit? Or is it just part of analytics and doing your homework and knowing how to prepare for who you're facing?
3: Uh, that that doesn't bother me as much. I, I don't think that's what it is. I think it would just be offense as a whole. Because, like, I don't know. I think you, if that's the case, I guess you'd have to be in the camp that three-pointers ruin basketball. Because a dunk to me is way more exciting than a three-pointer. Especially now, because he's you just know, three, three. Just run down and shoot threes. Get the rebound and run down and shoot threes.
2: Fast break three. Yeah,
3: <laughs> seriously. <laughs> a dunk's way more exciting. So, um, no, I don't think the shift's ruined it. I think it's just, like you said, the the general lack of, of offense as a whole. There's actually an article I pulled up from Forbes. Baseball's attendance has been traditionally trending down for the most part really since probably about 2007. Since then, it, it, the, it topped out there with almost 79.5 million total fan attendance, and it's gotten down last year. In uh, what twelve years, it's dropped to sixty eight a half mm. in total attendance. Interesting. Or sorry, not last twenty nineteen. Well, yeah, last year's twenty nineteen. Got throw yeah. that one out.
2: nine three one five on our Guild Mortgage text line. That that's right. Baseball is fun to watch live, not so much on TV.
3: That probably hurts it too, because I think when you say football's an event, it, I think that also is accompanied by everybody says, well, you get you." Football is also a blast watching. watch. It's probably better to watch it on TV because there's so much more you can see. So you watch it on TV, you feel like you see even more, but it, it's not losing anything if you go see it. Baseball, I think you have a lot more of that. I'd rather be there live or not at all.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that you experience more watching a football game at home, but I think you experience more watching a baseball game at the arena. Yeah. Hockey, I think you experience more in person because it moves so fast. And just this—the sound of everything that's happening yeah, but around
3: you—and it's the same thing with football on TV. You like obviously take more in, but yeah, they, there's a different experience. I agree. Baseball on TV, I don't think is any different than baseball in the park. You're kind of why it's still a slow-paced game. You can see more, I guess, because you can the TV's zoomed in on it. But a lot of the a lot of the at bats normally result in nothing happening. Right. That's yeah. The nature of the sport. <laughs> that's just true. More often than not. Yeah.
2: Nothing's going to happen. 2-6-0-3, uh, uh, baseball needs to shorten the season, shorten the game, something like 90 games and seven innings. <laughs> I don't think the s- one inning. seven innings. Uh, went to a Cubs game a few years ago, and it went 13 innings for a 3-2 game.
3: So 2 6 three, zero, three, could you provide clarity? Are you using that as saying that that was boring or not? Because granted, I'm a baseball fan, so I'm a little bit biased, but I think the excitement of an extra inning game to me would, would add to it. Right. Uh, What's
2: going to happen? I think extra innings are exciting.
3: I mean, I know you're sitting there for a while. We'll to see more. It's like four or five hours. I got that. I'm just curious if you're, you're saying that's a negative or not, if you could shed some clarity on that.
2: Uh, 7994. Uh, baseball on TV is like A.J. on the radio. <laughs> a lot of talk with little information and overall boring. <laughs> baseball TV is probably better because at least they pronounce the words correctly. <laughs>
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, uh. ironically, he's calling a baseball game today. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's what he's doing. Oh, <laughs> uh.
2: I hope I hope you went to Utes to have a lot of just uncommon last names.
3: Oh boy,
2: <laughs> I hope they have a lot of uncommon last. Oh, names.
3: Oh boy, 0-1-1-3 one, one, uh, says baseball's biggest problem is every pitcher throwing a hundred and every hitter trying to get up their launch angle. There's only three true outcomes happening, the walk, home run, or strikeout. That's only one-third of the outcomes of being exciting. The exciting rarely happens nowadays. I would agree. I think, again, the problem with that's one of the issues is that more often than not, the at-bat is boring.
2: That's true. I mean, the analytics are swing for the fences or nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it's, the mid-range game is not there. The teams don't steal bases anymore. Guys don't. Just uh, advancing base runners and stealing bases, that's exciting. That doesn't happen as much.
3: Yeah, I, don't, I guess the answer is, I, like, how do you fix that? Because I think, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. It's one of the things you and I have in common as we're Cubs fans, and they, and they talk about a lot in the, the long-gone summer. How exciting that was for baseball is the, the home run chase. So, but the problem is that everyone knew it, including the commissioner, that that was steroid fuel. <laughs> so do you just, what do you do?
2: I don't know. It's a good question.
3: Because they, they deaden the ball, right? And that one of the big adjustments they made recently well, so that it, it doesn't drive as far.
2: Yeah, there's been some thoughts about that. There's been some talk about changing the height of the pitcher's mound. That hasn't happened yet, but it's being discussed Um, to add more offense in the game. Right. Lowering the pitcher's mound.
3: Take one of the defenders. out. <laughs> Something. Something. Okay, so two play with smaller gloves. Yeah, it's something. All right. You only half of them get gloves. 2603 said it was fun in person, but it's a commitment to stay that long for a game. No, that's fair. I I figured that was the way you were going with it. That makes sense. Uh
2: 6891. I prefer sports on TV because drinking and driving is bad at my house.
3: (laughs) That's fair. I actually was talking about talking to Kent the other day. He was talking about how he went to a Nationals game once upon a time, and, I, and he he's talking about how they got a bunch of stuff from the concession stand. I was like, better you than me because I was like, I, I don't know how people do that. I got – when I was – after I turned 21, I got my first beer at a baseball game just so I could have one, and it was great because it was a muggy night in Chicago, but I was like, nine bucks for a cup of beer? geez. Jeez. <laughs> Like you watch you you play it wrong you get like a snack for you go two people you get a drink and, and two things to eat all of a sudden you're like fifty dollars <laughs> yeah fifty bucks that's what I paid for the tickets
2: well actually that is one of the things that uh, some people have been looking at with some of these arenas getting pivoting back to our original topic trying to have some options that if you went to a game in some places it's like super expensive just to get a small item to eat or oh, drink.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: and so they're trying to find that mix. Like, if you want a higher end something, you can get that. But if you want something just cheap, you should be able to find that too. Especially would, if you're there with like your kids or your family. Seriously, you already spent a ton to park, pay for parking. Yes. Get into the arena. Yes. Pay for your tickets. Yep. Now you got to, no, mortgage the house <laughs> again just to feed them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That I no, you're absolutely right. I can't even imagine bringing a bunch of kids or just a few kids at a baseball game, because you try to get each of them just something and a drink, and it's through the roof. <laughs> Completely agree.
2: 2603, I bought a hot dog and a drink at Wrigley Field and had to take out a second mortgage <laughs> on my house.
3: <laughs> no joke. The only thing, my girlfriend and I started this thing. I don't know if anybody knows this, by the way, since we're on the subject. Uh, Eric, I don't know if you do too. But baseball, I think everybody does it, but baseball is special for it too. If you go to... Um, What is it called? Uh, Guest services. They'll usually have something if it's your first game there. They'll give you a certificate or a button or something. They're really cool. Oh, really? My girlfriend and I found out, yeah. So we have one. We got one from uh, San Francisco and Oakland. They're super cool. But uh, other than that, we like to get the helmet nachos so we can collect the helmets. That's about the only thing we do. Because I'm like, look, we can go spend $50 and get steak somewhere. Let's just get out of the game. (laughs) Do you want to go to the
2: nice steakhouse? Seriously. That's down the street? Or you want a hot dog?
3: But yeah, any, anybody who didn't know that, uh, I know for Major League Parks, because uh, for the Giants, we got this cool little uh, they, certificate. They printed a certificate out. I made my first game at, what is it, AT&T Park, and they put our names on it. And then the uh, athletics gave us a button that said the same thing. So oh, the that's cool. guest services
2: will do stuff like that. It's cool. I didn't know that. So maybe they should advertise that a little bit more. I didn't know either. Promote I actually happened back. to
3: Google it and find it. And then we found out that every stadium does something different for your if you go say it's your first game. It's really cool.
2: That's cool. I like that. I like that. Is that something else with trying to get fans in, in the games is having specialty nights where you have themes? I know minor league baseball does They're this really a lot. They're really
3: good at those. Yeah, I was just thinking that.
2: But, uh, I mean, attendance means a lot more to their bottom line than yes. major league baseball.
3: I think it wouldn't hurt.
2: No. The famous one is the death of disco when everybody brought a disco record, <laughs> threw it out on the field and burned it.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've seen anything from fireworks to uh what is it, half price hot dog night I've seen um that the theme night like, show up in like your Star Wars costumes and stuff. Harry
2: Potter. By the way, whatever. one of
3: the coolest things has nothing to do like it cuz I'm not going to do it, but uh, can we just applaud the was I think it's Atlanta, right? Race the Freeze is still one of my favorite promotions anyone's ever come up with. Where they have that? Uh, have you seen that? The what was it? Beat the freeze, right? Isn't that his name? So they have that. I think he's used to be an Olympic athlete, or he was Olympic qualified. So the fan gets, I think, like uh, they start in the outfield wall, gets like one third head start, and they have to try and beat him. If they do, I don't know what they win, but like nobody ever does. It's. I just watched one the that's other cool. day where a guy was literally about to win, started to celebrate, and then the freeze came up on his left, and he tripped and <laughs> fell. I <and the> <laughs> beat him. They beat him. That one is cool. I think
2: uh, that's good. Uh nine four six three. Anything more than three fifty for a hot dog is a travesty.
3: I mean, I agree. Let's let's all be honest. We know what they're in hot dogs. Yeah, that's true.
2: All right. Uh, more of your texts coming through. We'd love to get those. 435 339 Um, you know, so the the bottom line here, the question is a lot of these arenas are opening up and they're allowing more and more fans. Will you go back? Are you like when it comes to uh stuff in the fall? For football, college football, NFL, they should be at full 100% attendance. It would have, yeah, definitely appears so. Uh, are you going to go back? Or has this new? Is this become a new normal for you, just doing it, watching these sports from home? Or what would it take to get you to come if you're not going to? Uh, also, the Pac-12 announced that you've got a new commissioner. And the NFL released their schedule. Speaking of fall sports and the NFL, we'll look at some of those games that stand out to us. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Wouldn't it be nice to work for a company that puts their employees first and isn't afraid to say thanks for a job well done?
1: An employer who respects you and has no problem rewarding you with a competitive wage and benefits package? You belong with a company like 3rd Gen Machine right here in Logan. 3rd Gen Machine is hiring CNC operators, machinists, and maintenance technicians. Apply on Indeed. Just go to Indeed.com and search 3rd Gen Machine. Trust me, 3rd Gen Machine is where you want to be. Equal Opportunity Employer.
0: Dad, are you looking at Chevy trucks from Hanson Motors again?
1: Oh, with all the stimulus money? Son, you and your sisters were worth a lot of money to me last month. <laughs>
0: but I'm worth the most, right?
4: Uh, sure. How do I convince your mother I need a new truck?
0: Well, it's not just a truck, it's a Hanson. True. You could tell her Hanson Motors was voted Dealer of
1: the Year. Three years in a row. I like the way you think. Up top, buddy. Hanson Motors and Riddleson. Well,
0: what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: I don't like this at all for Browns. Like, if I'm the Browns, I want the Texans' first game this season. If I'm the Browns, I want the Broncos. I want the Giants. Like To me, that's what I want. I want a game that I'm just better than the other team and maybe get a road win out of it and get in, get out, and start out 1-0.
0: The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1-4 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, <sighs> 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Eric Franson, AJ Knight, sitting in for Ajay Salveson. Ajay is calling a uh, baseball game for a radio station in Vernal. He's not in Vernal, but their team is uh, here in the Valley, so he's calling it for them. Uh, I want to get back to this uh, text that came through earlier from 9315. Um, what, what's something we could trick him into thinking that we said Ooh. that we really didn't when he comes back tomorrow?
3: Okay, so important things. He's a, he's a Patriots fan, but he loves Tom Brady. He's a Braves fan, Jazz fan, obviously.
2: Well, I think jokes. that's in question. His gender, jazz fandom has put in, been put in question often on this show.
3: Man, what's something we can convince him we said, but we didn't?
2: Yeah. I have, like, a, a certain phrase or something that, uh, Ooh, okay. that we come up with today. I like we'll that. we'll use tomorrow.
3: I like that a lot, actually.
2: Yeah. So send us your recommendations. Send us your thoughts on there. It's always fun to uh, pull one over on Ajay.
3: I, uh some kind of phrase is good. Eric's on the right track. That's what we need.
2: Uh, so the NFL released its full schedule last night. Uh, as we were going on the air, game uh, week one games were already known, and there were some juicy ones in week one. But now the full schedule got released throughout the day and throughout the evening. Um, but uh, now that you've had a chance to look at it, I know it's been a, a big topic of discussion on this radio station for our national uh, partners most of the day. But uh, what for you, as a, as a fan of football, as a fan of the NFL, if you have a, spe- a specific team that you really like, uh, what are some of the games that really stand out to you in this uh, this schedule release from the NFL? And, or, and is it really that big of a deal? I mean, the, I agree with you, uh, AJ, that the, the NFL schedule release is a really big deal for some people. Yeah. But for others, it's like, yeah, okay, so... I you mean, release to, your me, schedule. to me, so like,
3: what? it's it's just like they're like, we're going to release it at six. And I'm like, I'm not going to tune in. I'll just read it later. It's fine. <laughs> it's great. Like you have fun. like that. That to me is a bit ridiculous, but that's what I think the NFL does a great job of. Like everything is an event. They they spread it out, right? They've got the off season one month and then the draft and then the schedule and then we'll have training camps. That's what I think one of the things the NFL does extremely well.
2: That's true. They com- compartmentalize and make everything an event. Each one of those are separate. And maybe I think that's why the schedule release is so big because there are people who they will travel with their team. I mean, they, they'll they look at their schedules and their calendars and like, okay, this weekend we know we're heading to Florida yeah. to, for this game.
3: Wish I had that kind of
2: money. Or, yeah, amen. The prices <laughs> at these games are super expensive. <laughs> but there are some people that do that. Uh, and so they get really excited. As they look forward to the schedule, and you know, there's a lot of people looking at the week four when it's Tampa Bay and 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 the the, the Patriots. Oh yeah, that's a big one, a big showdown.
3: Who does Ajay even cheer for in that? Case?
2: I know. What does he wear that day? Yeah, all oh, that Tampa Bay stuff that he's had in his closets for all those years. Um, but then you know, there's these. Uh, there's been a lot of interesting movement though. Yes, like Stafford.
3: There's a ton of revenge games.
2: Right, yeah. Um, uh, Matt Stafford, now with the Rams, um, and uh, the, the Lions. Uh, Jared Goff is there. They, they play each other in Los Angeles in week seven. I think that'll get a lot of attention. Yeah. That'll be fun.
3: Carolina and the Jets play each other week one. That's true. With Darnold moving down to, to Charlotte.
2: Um, J.J. Watt going to face the Texans in week seven. Now he's with Arizona. Uh, Cam Newton. Charlotte's going to face. Uh, uh, well, the the, pa- the Patriots are going to face the Panthers in Week Nine. Ooh, they didn't face each other last year. Interesting. So there's That's some interesting rivalry games.
3: games. Yeah, there's some really big ones too. What is it? Buffalo plays Kansas City. Um, Kansas City plays Green Bay. Uh, I think Green Bay has to go to San Francisco pretty early in the season, where Rodgers has been not good. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. Here's a couple texts for you. So, uh, four seven eight one says, A.J.'s a fair weather jazz fan."
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Nine three one five says, "What if we said we talked about why Tom Brady should move to the Broncos and AJ would be all for it?" <laughs> ah, I like that. And then nine 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 five said, "What if every sport had only one game per week, just like the NFL?" That's interesting. Boy,
2: wouldn't that that would be really interesting.
3: And then just texting in, that would create a lot more excitement for each game.
2: It would, it would. That that's the uh, the benefit of what the NFL and college football as well, because each game you have a full week to lead up to it. So each game is an event.
3: And that would really shorten basketball and baseball season yeah. by a bunch.
2: Right, because in the NBA they average what is it three
3: and a half games a week. Yeah. Baseball's got to be, what, six, six and six six and a
2: half? Yeah, baseball's got to be at least five or six games a week.
3: Yeah. Easy. <sighs> basketball, I mean, I think basketball would be easier to do because you think college, they do two, two games a week. Usually a weekend game and a weekday game. <laughs> so if college basketball does that, it's something to work off. Baseball, I'm not sure you could strip it all the way down to one a week. Maybe one series a week. That'd be interesting. That's a lot of off time, though, because I feel like the, one of the big things for baseball is that you kind of stay... In, like, muscle memory. Like, basketball, too, I think that's why it's such a big... Not that they need to play four games a week. But, like, muscle memory is such a huge factor because it's such a repeated motion. Mm. Football, I think it's just by... Not that there's not muscle memory repeated repeated motion. It's just because it's so violent. So physical. You could not do more than one a week.
2: No. No, your body couldn't handle it. No. You'd have to have much larger roster sizes. Yeah. Uh,
3: 9995 says you could have one game per week for six months at a time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> closer I think <laughs> uh, 7994 joke on Aj. George Niang called into the show because he heard about the bet he requested Ajay come to the Jazz playoff game to show off the highlight reel <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Oh, that's good
3: getting closer I kind of like the idea of trying to convince him that Brady should go to like Denver or something <sighs> Decided. Rogers isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I like that. That's not bad. Any more suggestions? Three three nine zero three two one. Number to text. Guild Mortgage text line.
2: Uh, let's get those ideas. Um, you know what other? Some of the other good games. I think I'm the the jump out at me like Bills at the Chiefs. Big time in week five. Bills are good, young, up and coming team. Bills Mafia. Uh, you got Mahomes Watch and every everything table. that's going on with with Kansas City. Uh, that's a, that's an exciting up and coming team.
3: I mean, that could potentially be deciding who gets the home, uh, the buy for the AFC. It was, it kind of was this year.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, I, look, I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to go through the NFL season, reveal, and then look at, well, based on who's playing here and who's playing there, this is who's going to be in the playoffs, and this is your Super Bowl. Uh, Teams that'll be there, and who I think is going to win. That's just impossible to predict before these fall training camps take place. Seriously, and we know what's going on with Green Bay, who's healthy and who's not. I mean, certainly, I look at some of these things, and uh, some teams have a, a much tougher start. Uh, who was it? I think it was uh, Indianapolis. Like, a lot of the four of their first five games are uh, tough competition, really tough competition. Um, And so they're going to have a hard time getting out of the gate. Yeah. And new QB. Yeah.
3: Turn it over wins.
2: (laughs) Well, right. And that was their concern. Like you're getting a new quarterback and you're throwing him out against one hard team after another. How hard should we really judge if he's fitting there or not?
3: To get a little deeper for you, fans, because I'm dating a Colts fan and my best friend is an avid Colts fan. I think he loves Colts more than most of his girlfriends. Uh, I don't think they replaced the left tackle that retired for him either. I mean, Colts had one of the better offensive lines, but I don't think they replaced the um, – oh, I don't remember his name. Their left tackle retired. I can't think of his name. That's something else as well because they're kind of a – they they kind of went back last year to a little bit of an old-school attack because they had drafted Jonathan Taylor at a really good offensive line. So We'll see how that goes too. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. Uh, week two, the Chiefs play the Ravens. That's become – I don't. Can you call it a rivalry if the Ravens never win? (laughs) It's sort of a rivalry. Sort of a rivalry. They play each other every time, but
2: competitive. Sometimes.
3: I mean, between those two and Josh Allen, those are like the new young heads of heads of state when it comes to quarterbacks. Um, I'd watch out, obviously, for the Bengals are a bad team, but Burrow, but definitely Herbert. A lot of people have uh, uh, the Chargers kind of a dark horse wild card team this year. That's kind of a Big ask. I know he was really great last year, but to me, that's still a big ask. But uh, those three—the uh, Lamar, Mahomes, and, and Allen—are kind of the new heads of state at the quarterback position. But that that would involve one of the Bills or Ravens kind of beating the Chiefs at some point to make it more of a rivalry. <laughs> at this point, he only loses to Tom Brady. Yeah, really.
2: yeah. But I think there's a lot of questions on what does that Chiefs offensive line look like? Are they going to be able to protect him? Uh, protect Mahomes? A ton of. Assets. Or is he gonna be running around all, all over again? Um
3: I'm kinda of curious to see the Buccaneers because they took forever to get into shape now that they basically brought everybody back, they just are they gonna to threaten to go undefeated?
2: Yeah. That's a good question. They'll have momentum on their side, but will age start to catch up to That's a good point. Everybody Tom got, and-
3: had an off season to kind of dissect the offense. Do people catch up to him in that regard? That's usually what they say. Something that works one year may not work the next year because now everybody gets to sit down with the film for a whole offseason.
2: Yeah, that's true. It's true. Very good point. All right, if you want to weigh in on the NFL schedule release and games that stand out to you, 435-339-0321. And uh, also, if, if there's something that we should pull on uh, Aj for tomorrow, something we talked about today, like a secret phrase
3: what if we tell him that like Ridgeline fans found out he was calling for Uinta and called in and were are just livid. <laughs> livid that he was calling the game for the other team.
2: He was super biased.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. I like that. He's gotten that he's gotten that complaint before.
2: <laughs> 435-339-0321 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh coming up on the full court press, uh Pac twelve has signed the uh, announced their next commissioner. And as Pac twelve does, they found somebody from Kind of a unique place to be the next commissioner. Will it work this time or will they suffer some of their same problems as they had before? We'll discuss that next in the full court press.
0: Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress.
1: Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. You're invited to come learn how to make an informed decision for your retirement, Medicare, and Social Security. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, May 20th at 7 p.m., come to a free seminar at our office. Call 752-9493 for details. We will answer your Medicare and Social Security questions. Come the third Thursday, May 20th, call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited.
3: The Elements lunch menu is full of delicious items prepared with a personal touch at an affordable price. Elements wood-fired pizzas and calzones are an excellent choice for lunch. That include barbecue chicken, classic pepperoni,
4: or the whiteout with garlic cream, parmesan, house ricotta, and fresh mozzarella. From batter to order halibut with seasoned fries to the fan favorite, Thai shrimp curry and more.
3: Lunch at Elements is also available for takeout, casual or professional. Open Monday through Saturday
4: for lunch and dinner. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations.
1: Every day, a truckload or sea container arrives full of furniture at Fisher Home Furnishings. Fishers has been preparing for their Memorial Day sales event. Discounts from every name brand. In fact, you can take $50 to $1,000 off the lowest mark price. A queen-size mattress with adjustable base, $599. Sofas, $399, $499, and $599. Sectional, $699. Nobody in the area carries more inventory, and that means more selection at a better price. Fisher Home Furnishings Memorial Day sales event. Special no-interest financing is available, and shop online anytime at fisherhf.com.
0: Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Eric Franson, AJ Knight. Filling in for A.J. Ajay Salveson. A.J.'s calling a baseball game.
3: And the fans are livid. Uh,
2: 8003. I think you guys should just leave A.J. alone. We don't want no trouble, do we? Is that A.J.? <laughs> that is not A.J.'s number. <gasps>
3: <laughs> just a harmless prank. <laughs>
2: uh, so, Pac-12 today announces their new commissioner, George... Klyavkov. Say that five times fast. Um, He, I guess it was a former athlete in college. Huh. I'm trying to figure out what he played. But um, he comes from MGM. MGM Resorts. He was in Las Vegas. He was the president of entertainment and sports.
3: Interesting.
2: He worked with the Pac-12, because that's where they do their basketball championship. Right. Um, So he's very familiar with each other. Um, says, I want to go on the record that the Pac-12 is in favor of both the expansion of the college football playoffs, uh, four teams, and implementation of consistent guidelines for name, image, and likeness. He also said, we think that both college football expansion and NIL legislation are good for college sports fans, good for our student-athletes, and can be a significant competitive advantage for the Pac-12. The,
3: so. The, the name and image thing, I mean, obviously it's coming up. It was when I was with Eric a week and a half ago. We talked about that extensively. But, man, the first thing out of your mouth is expand the plate. <laughs> that sounds like a Pac-12 commissioner, all right?
2: Well, well, he adds, the greatest weakness, if we're being honest with ourselves, is the number of years it's been since we won a football or men's basketball championship. We're going to do everything we can at the conference level to fix that. And by expanding the college football playoff field, does that give you a greater chance to win a championship
3: in I mean, football? Don't get me wrong. There is not a ton of parity in the college football uh, final four, whatever. So I get it. But whining that it is not. It's not like I don't I can't think off the top of my head. The last time the pactor was like, "Ooh, it was like, no, they're not in it. They lost. They're done. I think if I was him, personally, if you wanted to build a moment, why don't you highlight the fact that well the Pac-12 did in the tournament? They were really good. Yes. Very good. In fact, UCLA is a title favorite for next year.
2: Yeah. I mean, UCLA, great program. Definitely on the rise.
3: Oregon solid. USC was uh, has, has been rebuilt by the Florida Gulf Coast coach that got hired. Oregon State was a good story. I mean, did he mention them at all? I think I would have shouted that one out. You had the team in the Final Four, after all.
2: Uh, Oregon went to the Final Four in 2017, UCLA just this last year.
3: I think I would have said something about that. <laughs> just me. Yeah. I, here's, here's the deal. You tell me if I'm wrong, because obviously I am, as was pointed out earlier in the show, I am not geographically from this area. I have, I have been most of the states in this country, and I, I've seen my fair about of sporting events. So nothing to me beats, obviously, the fandom of the South, especially football. They love their sports down there. Midwest, I would give us, I think there's a lot of, especially basketball, but football's come a long way. It's just woven into the things we do, I think, because there's kind of smaller communities. And East Coast, I think it's a traditional thing, because it's not like the East and West Coast are different in terms of the options and the nightlife in the big cities. To me, there's just something about West Coast specifically where basically the Pac-12 is. It's all the West Coast states for the most part. It's just, it's not as it's not as important, it feels like. Like, I would say the Mountain West fans are way more devoted than Pac-12 fans are to their sports. Just something about the West Coast, and I, I know that's the, the stereotype that West Coast is more relaxed, but I feel like that's their attitude towards sports in general.
2: Hmm. Well, so, that's an interesting question, and uh, in. Love to get your thoughts on that in the last couple of minutes. So they're on the show on the Guild Mortgage text line four three five three three nine zero three two one. Because I feel like they're big, large fan bases for sports on the West Coast, right? I mean, the Dodgers won the World Series this last year. The Lakers won the the uh, NBA Finals. So we have we have teams that compete at the highest levels uh, on the West Coast, mostly in. California and then mostly in Southern California.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean even college like USC, right? USC is a national, everyone says that. USC has the potential to be a national program, everybody else regional.
2: Yeah. It's true. As much as Oregon tried for years to be a national program, they they still never really took
3: off. Seven nine nine four. What else do they're doing the South? I said that. <laughs> I said that I said, same to the Midwest. It's not that there's not big cities there. It's just there's not the type of Options, I guess, that the East Coast and West Coast have. So that is that is a factor, but like it's die hard when it comes to their sports. I just, for me, maybe maybe I'm buying too much into the stereotype. I just feel like the West Coast is entirely, has a different casual attitude than pretty much the rest of the country has when it comes to their sports, professional or college.
2: Uh, here's something else to chew on. Uh, Pac-12, revenue has risen in recent years. That's good for them. Conference distributed more than thirty-two million dollars per school after the eighteen-nineteen academic year, but that's behind the Big Ten, which distributed fifty-five million per school.
3: We know what we're doing there,
2: and the SEC, which distributed forty-five million per school. So Pac-12 has been lagging behind their other Power Five co- uh, partners.
3: Yeah, those those are big deal. If we ever get to expansion too, because they said one of the big reasons Maryland and Missouri, not Missouri, Nebraska left, is because at that point. The Big Ten was cranking about $40 million, I think, from the network, and it's gone up to about 60 million on average now just from the TV network. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money.
2: Well, here's another case here where Pac-12 goes and finds somebody outside that doesn't have any connection to any particular campus in their footprint, and they bring some outside person in, had a media executive, to lead their conference. And they're doing that again. I mean, it seems like kind of a risky move, but
3: yeah, I guess the hope is expanding into other realms of revenue drawers, I guess, in terms of his with his experience with MGM tapping into that, I guess.:
2: Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Pac 12, they finally made it. Uh, I guess Larry Scott's still going to hang on for a little bit. They'll do a smooth transition before it uh, George Kliavkov takes over the reins and is the main guy himself. So decision's been made.